Again, if you have your Bibles, find your place this morning in Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. And again, let me say to you, we are honored to have you if you're a guest with us today. We're honored to have you in our presence. We hope that you'll stay and have lunch with us so we can get better acquainted with you. While you're turning to Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> this week will be a week where we call this Harvest Sunday. And I'll... I'll uh, try to explain to you why we feel like this is important uh, at this time of the year in our church's life. Yesterday we had, uh, so, so at, the end of, at the end of this service, this week, starting today, all through this next week, we'll have our Sunday school classes, Bible studies, students, choir, we'll be doing acts of service in all kinds of places around Dixon County. And we're very excited to do that. We'll be going places and sharing and doing all kinds of service for, uh, for people in the name of Jesus. We started our acts of service yesterday morning when we gave, when we, we work with uh, Second Harvest Food Bank. And uh, several times a year, we gather up our people and volunteers set up a, a truck, semi-truck full of food uh, in our gymnasium and we uh, then distribute it to people who come up uh, our driveway and come around and we, we pray with them and uh, the Gideons in our church give them, distribute New Testaments to them and we try to minister to them as they uh, receive their box of food and go along their way. When uh, my wife Pat and I arrived at 6.30 yesterday morning, uh, our driveway that goes down the hill, we had a, a starting place there. The cars were 6.30 in the morning. We're not going to start until 10 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. The cars are already down onto uh, Highway 70. So this is a very important ministry in the life of our church. We had 125 approximately of our people who were able to come because of their schedules. We distributed uh, 320, thank you Gideons, we distributed uh, 320 uh, New Testaments. Two people prayed to receive Christ while they were waiting for a box of food. Should we say amen to that? I think that's re really wonderful. And uh, over a thousand people, uh, as we can tell, as we can estimate, were fed through the ministry of First Baptist Church. Uh, one of those who serves and works uh, in several of these food distributions that take place around the area uh, told our own uh, Troy, Troy Martin that uh, our, our, uh, our food distribution was the best he'd ever seen. So we take that as a compliment. Let's say thank you to our people who were there yesterday and served. You found your place now in Acts chapter 22. And here we are together. Here we are together. Acts 2.44. I put it on the screen for you. And this is my main focus for today. This is what I want to take just a few moments and make some comments about. And then we'll be on to some other time of fellowship together and food and some other things. But here it is. This is at the beginning when the Holy Spirit has now come upon the church. God's already working in some amazing ways. But the Holy Spirit has come upon God's people. And He has come and then all of a sudden we have this 3,000 people who come to know the Lord beginning in... Verse number 41, Acts 2, 41. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day there were added 3,000 souls, people. 3,000 people received Christ. That 
that morning they had started with somewhere around 120, just like we were doing yesterday at the Harvest Food Giveaway distribution. From 120 together to over 3,000 together in one day. That's the power of God to change people's lives. So you've come here today and you've filled this place. Then we have some other descriptive things that happen to these believers as they're together. But I want you again to see the phrase, verse 44. And those who had believed, those who had believed the gospel, those who, as we call it, were saved, who were born again, all those who were saved, had believed, were together and had all things in common. That's the best description of the church. That's the same. You see, whether we're rich or poor here today, whether we, have, uh, we consider ourselves well-educated or not as well-educated, whatever kind of job we have, what kind, whatever kind of work we do, whatever kind of background we have, whatever our, whatever our racial background may be, those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, we are together. We are together in so many ways. We are together. We are together and we have all things in common. We share now as the family of God. We now are brothers and sisters in Christ. We now walk together all the days of our life. My focus today is simply to, to say this phrase to you a number of times. And maybe it will sink in to your mind. Togetherness is blessedness for believers in Jesus Christ. We read it here. Those who were believers were together and had all things in common. Togetherness is blessedness. Togetherness is blessedness for believers who are in Jesus Christ. There is a blessedness of togetherness that you can only experience when we are physically together. I remind you of some three years ago. It may seem like distant, far away past, and many of us want to forget it, but we need to remember it. We remember the days of COVID. The lights weren't on in this building. There was no singing. There was no preaching. There was no teaching of God's word. There were no meals together. There was no fellowship. There was no distribution of food to those who were in need. We were all separated from one another. We were living in isolation, listening to what we were told in those days. We were separated in our relationship with one another. I'm not saying we couldn't text one another. I'm not saying we couldn't call one another on the phone. I'm not saying we couldn't get online and, and uh, have a video conference or video call. We tried to do church that way, but oh, the separation, oh, the loneliness and discouragement and, and the and the results of those terrible days of COVID continue to have an impact on people's lives. God never designed for us to live separated from other people, separated and isolated from other human beings. Virtual togetherness can never replace personal togetherness. So here we are together. You had to move in. Somebody got your spot in your seat in here. You're, you're not where you want to be. You're unhappy about it. The lights are too bright. Something's, 
Togetherness is blessedness. So turn to your neighbor who may be complaining and smile and say, together is blessedness. Would you do that, please? You see, we are together today. We are together. We hear each other's voices. We see each other's eyes. We can give one another a, a, a godly hug. I'm not advocating it. Paul said when you're together, greet one another with a holy kiss. I'm not advocating that. Be at the church. But it's being together. It's a handshake. It's a pat on the back. It's looking at other people. God designed us. God said it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for you to be alone. So we do everything in our power in this church to create ministries and work to make sure that nobody that we have a relationship with is left alone. You see, there is togetherness in there is a blessedness in our togetherness because we know the Lord Jesus Christ. Just look at this of what happens here. Let me just give you a, <clears throat> a brief survey. Look at Acts chapter 1. Quickly, I'll just read these verses about how important the physical togetherness was of these disciples. The Lord Jesus was crucified and everyone ran away and isolated themselves from one another. The Lord Jesus rose from the dead and he began to present himself when they were together. And now before he ascends to heaven, please notice it's a very interesting phrase. Verse number four of Acts one, gathering them together, gathering them together. Who's doing this? The risen Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus gathers us together. Why am I here today with you? Why are you here today? Because we know the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, we're saved and our lives have been changed. And we want to be together. Being in Christ gathers us together. We look forward to seeing one another. Gathering them together, he commanded them to not leave Jerusalem. Stay together and wait for what God has, the Father had promised in verse number four. And then he says in verse eight, you will be witnesses, you plural, all of you together will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. And then we come after the Lord ascends to heaven <clears throat> gloriously in chapter one, we come to chapter two, verse one, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. So after Passover for the Jews, the next great festival is Pentecost. That is Easter time for us. And now here we are in what is known as the Pentecost time, somewhere around July. It is the amount of days some 50 days or so after uh, the, uh, the taking of Passover, Pentecost comes. Pentecost is the celebration among the Jewish people <clears throat> of first harvest. A harvest comes because someone planted seeds. Somebody watered the ground. The heavens gave water and they cultivated the fields and harvest came. And they came to celebrate and thank God for his great harvest. So we use the time just a little bit past official Pentecost. And here we are on Harvest Sunday. Celebrating the great harvest of, of souls that have come through this, the ministry life of this church. We cannot speak about all of them. But here we are together. 
We're together in one place. We had a group of, we can't all be in here at the same time. There's too many of us. It'd be hard to do, difficult to do. So we've already had one group of us together in one place earlier at the time. Some in Bible study, some in worship at nine o'clock. Now here we are again in this place, but we're in one place together. This place where we have this building, where we come to the church house, where we come and experience things together. Some people say, oh, did you miss that ball game? Were you at the such and such ball game? Someone says, oh, did you miss that concert? Did you go to that concert? They're talking about a live experience. Now we're here today having a live experience of singing praise to God with the help of our choir and orchestra. And we're looking at God's word. We've been learning God's word together in Bible study. We've been serving and ministering, but now we're together live in this place. And the emotion of that is so different. So now the day of Pentecost comes and we read in verse two, chapter two, suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and the whole house where all of them were together seated, there appeared on them tongues of fire and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, when you come to know Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell in your life. But there is something of power. There is something glorious. There is something unique. When God's people gather together, the Holy Spirit of God does things among us together that we experience in real time, live together. 3,000 people were saved as a result of Peter's preaching. He preached the death of Jesus Christ. He preached his burial. He preached his resurrection. He preached his glory as King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And there were 3,000 Jews that day who said, what must I do? They repented of their sins. They believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and were baptized. Togetherness is blessedness. Whether it's one person who comes, one single person who steps forward at the end of one of our services when we give an invitation and praise to receive Christ, whether it's one person who is ministered to because of their own uh, loneliness and their own time of being discouraged, whatever it may be, we do it together. And this church does things well together. We do what we do together for the glory of God. And the Holy Spirit moves among us quickly. 42, they were together devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayer. You see, they were blessed together, my dear friends, because they were learning and hearing God's word. Why do we come to this place? We don't come to this place to be entertained. We don't come to this place so that we can have some kind of a comedy show. We don't come to this place in order to hear the latest current events. We come here to open the Word of God in this place, in preaching, but also in our Bible studies with boys and girls from from infants all the way up to old people, we teach the Word of God. We are together here and we are serious about teaching the Word of God. And I thank all of my fellow teachers in this church who open the Word of God, who faithfully study and help people come to know the Word of God. Could we say thank you to all of our teachers here this morning? Praise the Lord for them, your teacher and their sacrifice of time. They were together and they were studying God's Word. And then in 43, everyone was feeling a sense of awe when you come to church. 
when you come to church, you meet God. When you come to church, you meet God. You don't just meet one another. You don't just say, my, that's a lovely outfit today. Oh, did you get your hair cut? What color did you dye your hair? You don't say all of those. You don't talk about that. Oh, did you get some new shoes or are you driving a new car? You come in here and as we begin to sing praise to God, the Holy Spirit starts to move among us. And we experience God. We experience the awe of His presence and things were taking place that were miraculous. You see, there's a blessedness in togetherness around God's word. And there's a blessedness of togetherness because we know the Lord is with us. Did you hear what Brother Jeff said? He quoted our Lord. I'm reminding you of what's going on in your very presence today. Where two or three have gathered together in my name. I am there. The Lord Jesus is here. We must honor Him. We must glorify Him. We must praise Him. We must bow in awe of Him. We submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a member of this church, we have said that it is our mission to follow Jesus, to love one another, and to tell the world about Jesus. That's it. That's what we do together. We follow Jesus together. We love one another together. And we tell the world about Jesus together wherever He sends us. They were, they were hearing, they were blessed together as they heard the Word of God. They were blessed together as they were fellowshipping. And they were praying together. They were devoting themselves to prayer. And they were blessed together as they were giving to one another. Did you see it here in your Bible? You read on, and all those who were together, they believed and they had all things in common. They sold their property, verse 45. And they were sharing it with one another as everyone might have need. They were giving to one another. We spent $5,000 on the uh, semi-truck filled with food. We gave it all away. There's nothing left. We gave it all away. And every time we do some kind of ministry and we spend on it, it's because of the grateful giving of this church. The harvest that comes, the planting of gospel seeds, the watering, the work we do day in, day. Look, we're here. We're here every week. We're here on Sundays. We're here on Wednesdays, here on Tuesdays. There are people, I should take a camera and I should go around. Every day of the week, people are in this building. Every day of the week, we're together. Some group of us in, in person experiencing ministry to one another. And to those who will come among us. If you're here as a friend today, we wanted you just to know us. We wanted you to meet us. We wanted you to have a sense of who we are and what we're about here at First Baptist Church. And we're honored to have you here today. But when we come to this place, we not only come to meet one another, as I said, we come to meet God and to experience His work in our life. Spirit of the living God fall fresh on me. That's what we prayed today. And what happened? What happened? The blessing of God came. Just read with me. Notice 46 and 47. Day by day, they're together in one mind in the temple, breaking bread. They're eating together at, the, at their houses and they're taking their meals together. They're so, they're glad and they're sincere and they're praising God. And the people of the community have a, a, a good thoughts about them. And the Lord was adding to their number those who were being saved. Hallelujah. That's what church 
is all about. Togetherness. Togetherness. We run out of food. We run out of this. We have to do more of that. We have to be, we are together. We're together when it's a hard day. We're together when it's a good day. We're together when we're sick. We're together when we're healthy and well. We're, to, we're together. The young ones are together with all of us old people here today. One of our old men told me yesterday, said, well, the police officer stopped him out here on 46. And he said to him, sir, would you please move over to the right lane if you're going to go that slow? So you're here together with the old people. You've you got to walk a little slower, you, you young ones. Give us a little bit more time. But we're together. We're together intergenerationally. We make no apology. We make no apology. We believe that boys and girls, when they get to at least the second grade, should be in church with their parents. We're in here together. And the boys and girls who come in here together with me, they listen a lot better than the adults who come in here. I can promise you that. Well done, boys and girls. We're together in all of our ages. We're together in a racially mixed group of people. We are together. The togetherness and blessedness of being together in Christ is a glorious thing. But now we look to the harvest. And with this I'll finish. So the Lord's there at the, with the woman at the well. Most in this room know the story. The Lord, the Lord who made all things. The Lord Jesus was thirsty. He was thirsty. The one who made the waters. Creating them out of nothing. Give me a drink. He says to a Samaritan woman. Who did not have a husband. Who was living with a man at the time. The Lord knew all of those things already. And he said to her give me a drink. You see the Lord was about seeking and saving the lost. Not condemning not condemning and criticizing the lost. And so his disciples show back up and they're all worried. And they don't understand. He's talking to a Samaritan woman. She leaves to go invite her whole village to come see this one who is the Messiah. Who told me everything about myself. And as they're coming, can you see it in your mind's eye? I can see this every time I read it. Can you see it? Here are those Jewish disciples with a panic on their faces. All of a sudden here come all these Samaritans. You see the Jews hated the Samaritans. And the Samaritans hated the Jews. Here comes this whole village of Samaritans. And what does the Lord say? It's going to be my words to every person who's a part of this church. Lift up your eyes. The harvest is white. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers. I ask you, my fellow First Baptist member, brother, sister, do you see the harvest around us? Do you see the many homes that are being built? Do you see the, the crowded streets around us? Do you see the various kinds of people who come to go to the stores uh, where you uh, go to the store? Do you look on their tags and see the counties that they're from? Do you see the vastness of the industrial park? Do you see the fields white to harvest? What do you see? What is it that comes across your eyes? I say to you, this is the task unfinished as the choir sang. It is for us to go to those who've, look, go to somebody who's never been invited.
You say, well, I've asked him a hundred times. Move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Find someone and invite them to come together with us. Bring them along with you. Do you see First Baptist Church, the harvest? Do you see? You know we have accountability now before the Lord as the people come our way. Though there are some, I'm sure, uh, in City Hall and other places who are worried about all of this onslaught of new people. You cannot stop them, uh, my friends in City Hall. You cannot stop them. They're coming. Do you see them? Do you know them? Have you introduced yourself to them? Are you avoiding them? I'm talking to the people of this church. I'm talking to the people of this church as we leave this place. We go and we meet people all along the way. And we simply let them know who we are. You see, together, in our togetherness as Christians, we go to the fields. We go to share the gospel. What has the Lord taught us as a group over these last weeks in the stories? We go to the least. We go to the uninvited. We go and we fill His house. We, we go do what we have to do. We give. We sacrifice so that others may come to know Jesus Christ and miss a devil's hell. So Christian togetherness is blessedness. I don't have time to develop it, but did you know that right now, those of you who are Christians, those of you who are believers, and I'm primarily speaking to our church, did you know that the Holy Spirit is building us together in order that we might be the body of Christ in this particular church and do His ministry? We're His hands, we're His feet. That's why we say to you on that sign as you drive out, be Jesus to someone today. Be Jesus to someone today. You see, together, we will all celebrate these days together in this place. And one day, when the trumpet sounds, when the midnight cry is heard, we will all together be caught up to be with the Lord. And then, hallelujah, for the blessedness of heaven, together we will always be with the Lord. I said together we will always be with the Lord. Is anybody happy to hear that today? Praise the Lord. Together in one purpose, one mind, one body, we share the gospel and we disciple. How long do we do it? Every day. We put our hands to the plow and we do it every day. We do it when we're tired. We do it when we're sick. We do it when it's daylight. We do it when it's dark. We do it at noonday when it's hot. We do it when we've got another, oh, so many other things distracting us in our life. We do what we do together until Jesus comes. So today, my friends, we celebrate. We celebrate together with our friends that we've invited. We worship together as we've done today. It's been a wonderful morning. We fellowship and eat together so that we can know one another better. If you find somebody who joins us down the hall and the gym that you don't know, how about this? Break up your crowd and just let them sit with you. And introduce yourself today. Look, it's safe. There's more of you in your little party than there is of that new person. You're, you're, you're good. You'll make it. You'll be okay. Don't be afraid. They're good. Let's not let any of our friends or strangers among us today feel unwelcomed. Find a, help them find a place at the table. And finally, look, every church member, I don't care how long you've been here. 
I don't care if you say, well, Pastor Mike, you ought to know what I do. I, I appreciate that. We've got these all over the building. We've got these sheets about uh, ministry inventory. And simply, we just want to know what you're interested in serving and doing. Look, the pastors and I believe it's time to call you out. To call you out to do ministry. Some of you need to step out of the shadows. You have lots of giftedness and ability. You're not doing anything. I'm not saying you're not coming to church and that's not something. But you need a ministry. You see, all of these did ministry to one another. Together we minister to one another. And we need you. We need you. There are bulging classes back there filled with children. And preschoolers. And there are those in the student ministry where there's needs. There's needs among our senior adults. Everywhere. All kinds of ministries. Some in our church here today. The reason why we want you to go over and go into the conference center is to see the amount of ministries that our church is involved in. Thank God for our faithful people who serve in these ministries. But some of you, it's time to start. It's time to change your schedule. It's time to break up your convenience and be, be inconvenienced to do God's work while we have time to do it. The harvest is all around us. We need some more workers. We need some more laborers. It's time for you to declare yourself. So fill this out wherever you are. You can pick them up over there, put them here. There's all kinds of places around the building. You can give these to us church members. I'm asking you students. I'm asking you adults, please take the time to do this. It's Harvest Sunday. We're caught, we're, we got a big harvest to go take care of. And we need some more workers. That's the call to all of you today. I now end with where I started. Togetherness is blessedness for believers in Jesus Christ. You know, when you've worked hard with somebody else around gospel causes, you know what? You always feel your best. You always, you're tired. But as I've been saying to some of our people, you know, there is a difference between good tired and bad tired. Did you know that? When you were in sin, you lived in bad tired. But when you get saved and you serve God, you have good tired. And when you go to sleep, you don't even have to take any kind of medicine. You just go right to sleep because it's good tired. The Lord Jesus is on His way to the praise of the glory of His grace. We do this every day. We do it every day until Jesus comes. Every day. We do it every day and in every way. And that's why we celebrate together the blessedness of being together as a church. And I thank God for all of you. And I thank God for your hearts and your ministry. May the Lord help us to go to the least and to those who are uninvited and get them here. So that we can share with them and do what we need to do for their good.